Radio MD. It's time to Ask Dr. Mike. Do you have a question about your health? Dr. Mike can answer your questions. Just email Ask Dr. Mike Smith at RadioMD.com or call now 877-711-5211. The lines are open. All right, so my first question. Hey, Dr. Mike, just a question on sweating. I've always been prone to sweat a lot, even in my teenage years. I'm very fit, working out six days a week for at least two hours a day. While my personal trainer slash friend barely breaks a bead, I'm drenched. So why do some people sweat more than others? Great question. So there's an important part in this question that um, tells me that this is not something called hyperhidrosis, okay? Hyperhidrosis, have you ever heard of that? Um, it's where you uh, you sweat an excessive amount in normal conditions. All right, so I mean, people with hyperhidrosis can just be sitting there at a at their office desk. I mean, normal sweat and every just normal day, and they're sweating. Okay, but I don't think that this is what. Uh, by the way, Sylvia is uh, the listener that sent me this question. Um, I don't think that's what Sylvia is talking about because she says uh, working out. Uh, talks about her personal trainer. So I think th- this is not hyperhidrosis. The answer, if it were hyperhidrosis, if Sylvia said, well, I sweat when I'm just sitting there, that's genetic. As a matter of fact, I think recently they've identified a, a cluster of genes uh, that have these little changes on them. They're called polymorphisms. It's a fancy word for little little changes on the genes. And if you have those, you just tend to sweat for no reason. Okay, so it's a genetic issue. Um that's not what Sylvia has here. She's sweat. She does, she works out, and she has an excessive sweat response when she should be sweating a little bit, but maybe not as much. You know, being drenched, as she said. So why why does that happen? Well, if you sweat excessively during stressful times, maybe not maybe not exercise so much, but just during like uh, you know maybe you're in traffic and someone's driving you crazy and you're beeping your horn ah, and you just start sweating. Um, you know, dealing with kids, whatever, whatever it is, you know, you're just your daily stress. If, 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 if stress is what kicks in the excessive sweating, um, that is what we call an overactive sympathetic drive. Okay. Remember your immune, um, your nervous system is broken up into the sympathetic system, the parasympathetic system. The sympathetic system is what drives you. It gets you moving, fight, flight, or freeze. Uh, and if you sweat a lot during stressful times, you have an overactive uh, sympathetic system. Beta blockers, it's a prescription drug. I know I'm, I know I'm a natural doctor now, uh, but I am an MD. I have my training in, in conventional medicine. I'm not against pharmaceuticals. I just think we overuse them, whatever. But beta blockers, it's a drug normally prescribed for high blood pressure, quite good at keeping stress down a little bit, um, keeping the sweat down a little bit, so you could try that if, if stress kicks in the excessive sweating. However, if you sweat, and this is, this is where I think Sylvia falls in, if you sweat excessively during exercise, well, did you drink caffeine right before you exercise, Sylvia? Because drinking caffeine can kick in the sweat glands. Um, you know, I'm assuming, I, I, maybe I shouldn't make this assumption, but I'm assuming Sylvia is not a smoker because she, I don't know, I get this impression she's she's in good shape. I don't know why, but I do. <laughs> oh, because she says I'm very fit. There you go. That's why. Um, 
She says I'm very fit. Most very fit people don't smoke. So, but if but if you are a smoker and you go to exercise, nicotine like caffeine, boom, kick in the sweat glands. Um, other causes of it though, if if you're not a caffeine drinker, you don't smoke, so it's not caffeine, it's not nicotine. Uh, you know, sometimes you just have more sweat glands than other people. It's, again, a genetic thing, not necessarily a bad gene in this case, as in hyperhidrosis, but just genetically speaking, some people have more sweat glands. So you produce more sweat, and there's really nothing you can do about that. Um, or some people actually have the same amount of sweat glands, but they just make a lot more sweat. I think, though, Sylvia, in most cases, it's genetically speaking, the way you were developed in utero, you simply have more sweat glands and unfortunately there's not much you can do with it so my advice to you is to just embrace it keep exercising keep sweating it's good for you there's other things to worry about not not sweating in a gym so there you go hope that helps sylvia all right moving on to my next question i'm gonna okay i'm gonna save that one for later let's go to this one have they really discovered why some smokers live really long lives. <laughs> I do like this question. So have they really, and he uh, put this, I don't have a name, so I don't know if it's a, if it's a man or woman, but they, whoever wrote this put really in parentheses. Have they really discovered why some smokers live longer lives? Uh, I, th- you know, I think this comes from um, some report. I, I don't know if it was on... Good Morning America or, you know, one of those kind of shows. But I, I remember seeing something like this, that they may, th- there are these weird cases. Have you ever heard the story of like the the 105-year-old man who's, who, you know, his, he, you know, you ask him the secret to living so long. He says, oh, I drank and smoked and ate bacon sandwiches all my life. You know, have you ever, and there are, there are some people out there that have these horrible lifestyles and they, doesn't seem the lifestyle doesn't seem to affect them as it affects the rest of us and and so there was a report that came out um kind of investigating this why and it wasn't just smokers it was drinkers it was um inactive people i mean there are these 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 people that do everything wrong in terms of lifestyle and and they live longer in this case smokers so i I looked this up and it looks like there are, again, going back to the genetics, there are some smokers who have on certain genes, and, and which genes they are is not important, but they have, these, they have a, a cluster of genes. Some smokers have a cluster of genes where there's these slight changes. We call those changes polymorphisms. Slight, they're, they're, in a sense, they're kind of like mutations, but in this case, the mutations are providing a benefit. The, the, the slight changes or mutations or polymorphisms in these clusters of genes in some smokers actually provides a protective benefit from all the toxins in the smoke. Isn't that interesting? G- genetics is awesome. It's so much that um, that that we're learning, and and it turns out that uh, the the thought is we can extrapolate this out too. Uh, you know, there are some people 
uh, who work in certain industries, chemical industries. They, they work with solvents and paints and where most workers can only, you know, work in those factories and those conditions maybe for a few years. And they start having lung issues and skin issues and all this and autoimmune issues, all this kind of stuff. But there's some workers who can work in those industries for 40, 50 years and nothing happens to them. It's probably the same thing here. Uh, there, there's a cluster of genes where if you have these, these slight mutations, it offers protection against toxins, whether that comes from the environment or a cigarette. Isn't, I just love... When we when we learn about genetics this way, it, it's really awesome. So, so to answer the question, have they really discovered why some smokers live longer lives? Why some smokers? Do? Yeah, I, I think we have. I think we have found a cluster of genes that, if they have certain changes, provide protection against toxins. Where does this go there? Now, here's where it gets really interesting. What do we do with this kind of information? Well, we need to we need to study these genes more, don't we? I mean, imagine if we can identify these genes better and we can figure out what's going on. Someday we can do things like gene therapy where you go in there and you make the, the minor little changes to the gene and, and, you, and you give back those genes, those cluster of genes to people who work in, you know, uh, the, the industrial uh, factories working with solvents and you can actually protect them from developing problems by giving them these clusters of genes that these smokers have. So that's, so there's a, this opens up a wide range of potential uh, genetic therapies when it comes to toxins and protecting ourselves from them. That's awesome stuff. I love genetics. This is Healthy Talk on Radio MD. I'm Dr. Mike. Stay well.